reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Though, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, is my portly co-host, the Husky one himself, the sexual intellectual, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Celebrating that FanDuel victory, 34 big dollars. We'll get into that later. We'll talk about uh, FanDuel for NFL and NBA. Obviously, going to cover the NFL divisional round, and or and then preview the, the championships. Talk about an NBA trade uh, and baseball trade. So let's go ahead and get right into it. We're going to jump right into the divisional round, Barry. We're going to do these in order. Of course, my beloved Cleveland Browns were in the divisional round for the first time since 1994. As crazy as that is to say, but it was true. But now probably be a lot to talk about with that one. But first, we're going to get into the first game. You have the Rams at the Packers. Barry, you did very well on picks this week, by the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, you picked the Packers. I picked the Packers. Packers ended up winning 32-18. to 18. I tell you what. Rams are going in undermanned. Uh, they ran the ball well, I thought. But golf, we talked about it with that thumb. He was 21 and 27. He was efficient, but just could not throw the ball downfield. Only had 174 yards. Cam Akers, 18 carries for 90. And then, as far as receivers, Robert Woods, eight catches for 48 on 10 targets. Josh Reynolds, three for 60. None, none of these numbers really pop out at you at all. None of them. Um, game got away from him a little bit. It was 19-10 going to halftime. Rams got a late touchdown to kind of make it close. But Aaron Rodgers was just, I mean – we're looking at 23 of 36, 296, and two touchdowns. Aaron Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 99 yards. I believe he had a 66-yard run. Uh, Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 65 yards. Then Lazard had the big game. Uh, four catches, 96 yards, had a long touchdown. Devontae Adams, nine catches, 66 yards on 10 targets, which is good when you got Ramsey on you a lot. I thought that play call they ran um, down the goal line where they kept Devontae in motion, kept him away from – Jalen Ramsey, able to get him a quick touchdown, was beautiful. But the right now, I believe the Packers are the class of the NFC. This game was never really in doubt. And, yeah, Packers rolled just like we thought they would. Yeah, I was, you know, I was watching this game, and that's what kind of struck me was at first, you know, Devontae was kind of getting shut down, shut down, and they ran that play, and he scored, and it was kind of like, he the momentum hit him and he started you know getting open a little more i thought acres did a hell of a job running the ball i really really did i just thought that second quarter you know just killed him that yeah that broke the game open for him um the packers went down scored you know twice in a row and once the packers get up on you man you're you're in trouble, especially if Aaron Jones is carrying the ball and uh, having big runs like he was. Exactly. I think with the Rams, them being, we hear about like 
McVeigh not being too happy with golf. Well, guess what, brother? I think you're kind of stuck with him right now with that contract. But they were obviously limited at quarterback with golf just having surgery a couple weeks ago. You wanted the game to basically where you don't have to get away from your game plan. This is going to be a theme pretty much through the divisional round for us the next couple of games at least, where they want to still be able to pound the ball, not get in situations where they have to throw it. And that's just kind of what happened. They end up losing by 14. Green Bay, 7-1 in home playoff games on Saturday all time. Weird stat. Uh, well, Lazard even dropped one too. Yeah. I mean, so it could have been, you know, a 21-point game. So it was, you know, Packers were dominant. Aaron Rodgers is – they should draft a quarterback in the first round every year. Jesus Christ. Piss him right off. My goodness. That dude – that dude bald. So Packers end up advancing. They have a home game we'll talk about in the NFC Championship. Second consecutive season they've been to the NFC Championship. So they just they just gotta get to the Super Bowl now. Yeah, that's it. Next up, we have Baltimore at Buffalo. This is a game we were really excited about. This was on Saturday night. Really, really curious to see what this was gonna look like. And didn't look like I thought it was going to. I actually played Lamar in FanDuel thinking he was gonna have himself a night. Mm. Uh, yeah, it did not work out. He was 14 and 24, 162 yards. A terrible interception we're going to talk about here in a moment. He had nine carries for 34 yards, so they definitely kept him in check there. Uh, End up leading the game with a concussion. But, yeah, Justin Tucker missing two field goals, which I kind of give him a little bit of a pass on because it was windy up there. And Buffalo also missed a field goal, so it was kind of going around that night. But that interception in the third quarter, my goodness. Lamar, you know, Buffalo was what, ten three at halftime? Uh, no, at halftime it was three. No, 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 three. It was three three. It was three three at halftime. Yeah. Buffalo gets the ball first. They go down. They score a touchdown. They end up. Ravens get the ball. They drive the length of the field, go all the way down, and Lamar f- throws his first ever red zone interception. Could not have come at a worse time. Not only was it a red zone interception, it was a red zone pick six. Would you believe a guy with Lamar's athletic ability? would be able to keep him from scoring. It was never even really close. Um, dude named Taron Johnson takes one to the house. If you remember, Barry, I don't know if you remember about the combine a couple years ago about the DB who was going through the drill. They are throwing the footballs. His left, his right, his left, his right, and the ball ended up hitting him in the head. That was him. Yeah. All right. Famous gif. But, and then it just, it snowballed from there. Um, you're looking at, that's a 14-point swing. That's the ball game. You know, instead of it being them th- tying it up 10-10, Lamar throws that ugly interception, makes it 17-3. to um, They get the ball a couple drives later, snap the ball over Lamar's head in the end zone, kind of had flashbacks of the Pittsburgh wildcard game against Cleveland. Um, Lamar ends up trying to make a play out of it, tries to re- recover it and throw it, and ends up just getting blasted, smacked the back of his head on, the, on that turf, knocked him out of the game. Um, Ravens only put up three points. In a playoff game. My, 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 my. And to me, like, I thought the Ravens were rolling. I thought they looked good. And I think that was just me getting finessed by their schedule a little bit. You know, they didn't play anybody down the stretch. It really helped them get into the playoffs. He had that game against Cleveland. The the Cleveland defense is piss poor, which we'll talk about here in a moment. The Ravens got to figure it out. Because now, I mean, they're going to get to the point to where I don't think they have receivers. 
I've never liked their receivers. If Mark Andrews, if you can cover Mark Andrews, you can shut them down because Hollywood's inconsistent. I believe Willie Steen was probably their best all-around receiver. That's never a good look. Dez could not get open down the field at all anymore. He was more Dez a really good red zone receiver at this point in his career. He's gonna find a soft spot in the end zone. He's gonna work back to the quarterback. He's gonna get himself open in the end zone. But as far as like getting separation down the field, that's not happening anymore. He's probably no, done that. And the anyway. corners were daring him. The, the corners were daring him to beat him. Yeah. They didn't even they were care. Playing 15 yards off of him. Yeah, didn't even care. Uh, the funny, I don't know if you've even seen this, but pregame, uh, Michael Irvin and another, maybe Vic, somebody was talking, um, who, who would you take for the next 10 years, Lamar or, I think actually it was, uh, God damn, who was the Niners old coach in the 90s? Mariucci. Yes, that's who it was, it was Irvin and Mariucci. And uh, would you take Lamar or Josh Allen the next Josh 10 years? Allen. And uh, they both took jo- – well, Mariucci took Josh Allen, and then Irvin said, well, if you're talking Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs, then yes, I take him. But I, if you're just going off singly, you know, talent, he would take Lamar because he felt Lamar could find ways to win the game. And how fucking wrong that was as I'm Lamar found a way right yeah. as, as Lamar found a way to fucking lose this game. He's only come back from down ten once in his career. Um to me, he has not evolved as a passer. I you know, for Lamar to have a bright future for me, I mean he can still progress, don't get me wrong. I have this theory that, you know, the way you throw the football was the way you throw the football. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, the way you pick it up and first start throwing it is pretty much how you throw a football. That's a fucking weird theory. (laughs) I mean, it's not like Tim Tebow could figure it out. There's a lot of guys that came to the NFL that really just couldn't figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, these are professional. You think Lamar, one of the best athletes, maybe the best athlete in the all-around athlete in the NFL. And And that's crazy. And, you know, Gus Edwards is your leading rusher. 10 carries for 42 yards. But he's a guy, Lamar, I always said, if Lamar grew up playing baseball instead of running track, you he you wouldn't be able to touch him. You would not be able to defend him. But the fact that you can defend him, when they got down 14 in the third quarter, there was a sense of it like, this is ball game. If Lamar oh. gets into a straight, if, if Lamar gets into a straight drop back situation where he can't, throw off play action and the threat of his runs not really there anymore. And you can kind of defend that and play off a little bit. He's screwed and he's been screwed in his career. So to me, that 1948 gimmicky offense they run is effective when they have a lead or they're down three or down seven, not when they're down two scores in a playoff game. Yeah. I thought when he threw the pick, that was, that was it. And I thought Buffalo fucking handled him. Well, they had real, you know, an outside rusher come in, making him step up, and then they had the other guy coming at that angle, and they shut him fucking down. I mean, and, that was beautiful and, game and planning. And that's two weeks in a row. He's thrown just a ugly, horrible interception. So, yep. I mean, I know I said last week, like, it's kind of 
stupid to say that like a guy's not play not guy's not a playoff performer when the kid's only 24 years old, but I will say there has been a stark contrast at this point in his career. Can he overcome that? Absolutely. But he's got to get more comfortable throwing the ball in the pocket with what he's seeing, with what he's reacting. He did not see that guy he threw the interception to at all. No. And he was just sitting underneath. And that's, you know, Lamar has this habit of, you know, seeing Mark Andrews, locking in on Mark Andrews, especially in the red zone. And the Bills watch film, too. Hey, that's what happened. Bu- Buffalo trust. is Buffalo is a great, great, great NFL team. You cannot make mistakes on them. They only scored 17 points, but Ravens only scored three in a playoff game. And I thought of all the teams, of the eight teams that played this weekend in the NFL, to me, Baltimore by far looked the worst. I agree. I agree 100%. And that's not me being a Browns fan of troll. I just, if it was the Browns playing the worst, I'd have said the Browns. I thought the Browns had the worst defense of all the eight teams. And I think they, defense had the worst defensive performance of the eight teams. Uh, what was our pick on that game? We both picked the Ravens. Or we, I'm sorry, we both picked the Bills. You said Bills 7 plus. Nice. So we both hit on that one. Next up. Probably the one everybody's waiting for me hear me talk about. Um, Chiefs, I'm sorry, Browns at Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs being a 10-point favorite in this game. Um, the way it started out, that looked accurate. The Chiefs, my only saving grace in this game was the Stars hadn't really played in three weeks. Thinking they might have a little rust throughout the game. Maybe we could come out and score a little bit, control the ball, and take the game from there and not get dusted from the start. Well, they went down. They scored quickly. <laughs> that is Patrick Mahomes is a hell of a hell of a hell of a quarterback. I can't say enough of what he does. Um, it was 16 to three with the Browns driving in the, the first half. I thought the Browns moved the ball pretty well on offense all day. I thought Baker played well. Let's see what Baker's numbers are real quick. He had Baker 23 of 37, 204, one touchdown, and then an interception to start the second half. Uh, it was a shitty, terrible interception. Shouldn't have thrown it, but it resulted in a missed field goal, so no harm, no foul. It was literally only 40 seconds off the clock. So he got lucky on that one. But all I want to talk about is the end of the first half. Brown's driving. They get the ball, I want to say about the 25-yard line. Baker throws a seed to Rashard Higgins. He was about the five. He goes up, turns to score, extends the ball out, and then gets hit. Ball fumbled out the back of the end zone. Touchback Chiefs. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to digest on that play. I'm not saying that play is why the Browns lost the game. I would never say a play in the first half is why a team – there's because there's a whole story to tell in the second half of this game. But first, let's talk about that play, um, how the referee missed a helmet-to-helmet on that is insane to me. It was right in front of him. The fact that a helmet-to-helmet is not reviewable in the NFL is insane when it is in college. I think that anytime you have the NCAA being ahead of the NFL in anything, particularly player safety, you can't sit there and tell me you take player safety seriously when you want to add a regular season game and plays like that aren't reviewable. It doesn't make sense to me. Also, I've always hated the rule of a player fumbles out the back of the end zone like that, it's a change of possession and a touchback. Um, to me, it's kind of ridiculous to do a change of possession when there was no clear recovery. So I don't love that rule. I also don't love, obviously, 
them getting the ball at the 20. If you're going to give them the ball, give them the ball at the spot of the fumble. Like you, My thing with that is, okay, if Njoku fumbles, recovers that fumble in the end zone, is it a touchdown? No, because you can't advance a touch. You can't advance a fumble. But you can advance it on a touchback for the defense. So that's that to me has always been silly. And they said, and the 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 excuse for not changing the rule in the past is, well, it hasn't come up. Well, now it has, and now you're gonna have the the Higgins rule, which is gonna be fucking silly. But whatever. Chiefs get the ball, go down, kick field goal. 19 to 3 going to the half. So you're like, all right, as a Browns fan, we've got to get the ball. We got to score a touchdown, make it 19 to 10, and we got to get a stop. Well, Baker comes out, throws a pick. Um, not what you wanted, but they end up missing a field goal. Bucker had a rough day. He ended up missing two field goals. He missed an extra point and a field goal. So they have four points on the board. We get the ball back, go down, score a touchdown, 19 10. They get the ball back. Mahomes gets a concussion. So now you're sitting 19-10, the best quarterback in the world, concussed, and they bring in a veteran, veteran Chad Henney. So it was fourth and short whenever he got concussed. They end up converting. They go down. They break off a running play, which you can't stop the run with Chad Henney in the game. What the fuck? You know, Ravens – or I'm sorry. Chiefs kick a field goal, make it 22-10. Browns go down, score another touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter. To make it 19 to 17, Chiefs get the ball back. Henny throws a disastrous, one of the worst interceptions I've seen in the NFL level in a long time. Basically, Carl Joseph could have fair caught it in the end zone. Browns get the ball back with about eight minutes to go, down five. You're like, all right, here we go. Here we go. They get a first down. Then it's three and out after that. They took way too much clock. They wasted another timeout. Also, I didn't mention before, Stefanski had a bad challenge where he wasted another timeout. So now you're left with one timeout. Four and a half left, fourth and nine, your own 30. This is where controversy happens. We'll talk about this in a moment. Stefanski punts. Chiefs end up getting the ball back. Uh, they get to a third and 14. Henny runs for 13 and a half to make it fourth and short. They convert the fourth down, able to round the clock, ball game. Barry, I know you're going to have some things to say. I'm, let me gather my thoughts here. Let me go ahead and get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was looking bad um, early. The Browns, like I said, came out. It was, you know, like you said, it's 19 to 10. And then, you know, at, towards the end of the third quarter, I think, Butker kicked that field goal. It was 22 to 10. And then three three or four minutes into the fourth quarter, is when Hunt scored uh, to make it 22-17. And I was messaging you. I was going, there's blood in the fucking water here. Yes. Like, they, the Browns can win this fucking game without Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is, that, the offense looked completely fucking uncomfortable with Henny in there. And the defense, that puts so much pressure on those dudes because they're like, fuck, we we have to stop because I don't know if our offense can score. And, you know, their defense stepped up. Credit, mm-hmm. You know, sh- credit to fucking Kansas City's D. They stepped Great pressure up. on Baker. They got, they got home on Baker. He yeah. could make the throws he was going to. He had Higgins on a dig on that third down that he just didn't have time to let it develop. Had to end up checking it out on the hunt. He couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, and I mean Nick Chubb had a couple early drops, 
that could have went for, you know, decent gains. Were brutal. They were brutal. And but and credit to the Chiefs who were on our screen game all game. Yes. And you know, again, like I said, how do you it's third and fourteen and Chad Henney fucking takes off and runs for, you know, thirteen and a half. Right. And I honestly, like I said, I couldn't fucking believe that Andy Reid snapped that ball. Because <laughs> I mean that is if they go for that and don't get it, and then Cleveland ends up winning, holy shit. And I mean, I Andy Reid, I'd just shut my phone off mm-hmm. and say, you know, go ahead and fire me because that's what's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, an amazing game. Like it was a fucking roller coaster of emotions. I like I said, I, I had no dog in the fight. I just love you know a good fucking competitive game. And that had all the emotions. So I don't, I can only imagine what was happening at your house. Oh man, very emotional. Um, actually, Rachel left me alone most of the game. Her and Lily were like in another room just because I, I was, I had so much anxiety. Um, to go from we're going to get our doors blown off to we're going to win this game in a matter of time that that happened was insane. Um, don't get, don't get it twisted. I was not happy Mahomes got hurt. I'm never happy someone gets hurt. It, it sucks. I hope he's okay. I hope he's able to play in the, in the AFC championship. But it's the NFL, and opportunities present themselves in unfortunate ways from time to time, right? And the Browns, listen, there's a lot of fans upset that that call in the first half cost us the game. I don't believe that to be the case. Um, I don't think that a call in the second quarter of a football game decides the whole game, but it was a massive, massive call. So that was a 10-point swing. Um, Barry, you didn't tell me these playoff losses hurt more than a regular season loss. You didn't tell me that. No one told me that. They they do. They hurt, man. They was, when your team gets there, like I said, every everybody's zero and zero. Don't matter if you're fucking sixteen and zero, nothing. Every game is do or die. You know, win or go home, and. The you know the players left it all out on the field and they were hitting like both teams came out fucking hitting that Ravens Bills game they were fucking hitting like there was some hard hitting games uh, this past weekend man and it was a good good weekend of football I I thoroughly enjoyed myself it was just you know I don't think the Browns have enough on defense clearly I thought that you know they need. It'd be nice if they could figure out the Odell situation. But to have the defending champs on the ropes like that and then give it up was was gut-wrenching. But then, you know, it was it took probably took me a full day. So I was like, you know what, man? Like, I literally got to experience all the emotions in this playoffs right there other than winning a championship. And that was pretty cool. For a team that hasn't – for a fan of a team that hasn't been there since 2002, you know, was – you go 11 and five. You beat your arch rival on the road in the wild card round to get your first playoff win in 25 years. It, I was and then lose like you did. It was it was gut wrenching, man. But I'm happy these young players got a taste. I don't question the punt in the fourth quarter on fourth down, fourth and nine on your own 30. If they were punting to Patrick Mahomes, I would question it. Right. But they were punting to Chad Henney. And they got them in the situation they wanted them in, the third and 14. It'd be nice to have an extra timeout, 
Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to have two extra timeouts, but that wasn't the case. I didn't think, you know, it's just, you can go back on what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, but the players, I thought the players played well. I thought that Baker earned for the team at least to pick up his fifth year. I know they're starting to talk extension. They can't really talk extension until like, I think like March or some shit like that. Yeah. But, you know, listen, this is a team that went through 30 quarterbacks or whatever number was before Baker got there. And there hasn't been another name on that jersey since he took the starting job. By jersey, I mean there's a big, long – there's a jersey in Cleveland of all the quarterbacks that have started since 99. The last name on that is Mayfield. And that's been for three years now. And he gives – I believe that – I know I was hard on him beginning of the year, but I'll give credit where it's due. That dude gives us a chance to win every week. Yeah, I and I'm I'm with you. I I think he is their best option. Uh, he played a he played a hell of a game. He was into it. He had the emotions going. I you know I think Olivier Vernon being out hurts that defense so much. Chad Henney doesn't fucking get that run if he's in there. That's just my take. But again, if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, Mahomes is in there. There's just so much. You know, that happened at that game, man, that was just insane. It was a fucking, yeah. it was a great, great game. And like I said, I told you, Cleveland's got to be dealt with for, for years. Because Pittsburgh, uh, it's not there. It's it's just not. And my fuckers can hate that I'm going to say this, but listen, uh, big trust ain't it. I listen. I don't think he has. He's overrated. There's a very strong possibility we've reached the ceiling for Lamar already. That's uh, so that's what I'm getting at here, and I'll I'll get some hate. I think Lamar's hit that, and you know, yeah, he had a fucking MVP season. The dude was amazing, crazy, uh, video game good. But again. Like you said, you are you ever going to get comfortable in the pocket throwing the ball? No, probably not. He gets shaky, and his first instinct is to run. And the Bills fucking played into that beautifully. Mm-hmm. And they he did just what they wanted. Um, so I think, listen, I think Cleveland is there. Cleveland has that division if they can get some of their, you know, their defense worked out and get another receiver. I think Cleveland can have that division for the next four or five years. That's just my take. I'll see a lot of some decisions be made, but I think our core is intact. Um, it just, I think I predicted eight and eight for the season would be a good year. So just to have, but then when you get that, that spot, you know, you want to win, you know, and the fact that they, they, I mean, flat out couldn't get it done. They just could not get it done, and they had their opportunity, and they didn't take advantage of it. I think that's the most frustrating part, but they're going to have a long offseason to think about that. They got a taste of the situation. I like how Baker performed in the playoffs. I think that's huge. You know, how your young quarterback performs in playoff situations says a lot about what your team is going to be. And, yeah, it's – they got you know find a more balance on offense maybe. Nick Chubb got 13 carries. Kareem Hunt got five. I know you don't like that. I know you're a big – president of the cream hunt fan club hey he gets it done that dude <laughs> fucking balled when he got his shot he balled and like when nick chubb dropped those i'm like where the fuck is cream Hunt? 
Like he makes those catches, man. There's. I tell you what, though, you get Nick Chubb on a screen when he hits top speed about the fifth step. He's hard to bring down, boy. He is, but he's got to catch that motherfucker. You got to catch it first. Yeah, he didn't play up. To, <laughs> he didn't play up to standard. He did not. You're absolutely. And right. and that's a you know and that's the thing, man. Is it's the playoff. Cream Hunt has playoff experience. So, I mean, look, like I said, they're going to be there again. I mean, like it or not. I mean, I said they'd go ten and six. Um, and I've I've had faith in them for a couple years now. They're just starting to put it together, and. I, like I said, they're they're gonna be tough to fucking handle because those dudes ain't not they get they're getting another year experience. Now they're playoff fucking oil they're they're playoff fucking seasoned. You know, now you know, let's see what happens next year. I'm excited for y'all, for real. I am too. Cautiously optimistic like I always am. You know, you never know what can happen, but I just, you know, it's very nice to have a team that like, yeah, we were there. You know, so that was that was cool. Next up, you got the Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints. Who Buccaneers in a, I'm sorry, you picked the Chiefs, I picked the Browns. And that was my homer pick to make that game up, just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh, we both picked the Bucks in this game. Bucks end up winning 30 to 20. Allegedly, this is uh, Breeze's last game in the NFL. By the way, he was coming off the field. It sure looked like it. Uh, Buccaneers are rolling right now. Brady with 18 and 3399 yards, two touchdowns. Not the biggest, craziest stat line for him, but effective enough. Obviously, Mike Evans getting shut down by Marshawn Lattimore every time the Bucks play the Saints. That's just that happens. But he did get one catch for three three yards and a touchdown. Tanner Brown tweaked his knee a little bit. Gronk had one catch for 14 yards. Uh, Godwin four catches for 34 on seven targets. Break four catches for 50. Um, Looks like they're really splitting the carries right now. Fournette had 17 for 63. Ronald Jones had 13 for 62. And just like I said, the Saints could not screen pass their way to a championship. The one time they had to throw the ball down the field on a trick play, they brought in Jameis to do it. Uh, Breeze threw three interceptions. The corners are just sitting waiting. He, he, he has – it's just not there anymore. He can't throw the ball down the field. It's, it's done. I love – and I'm not like – I'm not the biggest Drew Brees fan, but I'm not really a hater. I think he's kind of whatever. We can talk about other things that he says and does. Obviously, it was probably rubs me the wrong way. But for the most part, on the, between the white lines, exemplary player, the kind of guy you'd want to represent your franchise the way he plays. And all those years, he had a nice run, but that run's over. It looks like it's Jameis time down there. And what does that say for, you know, is is Jameis the guy that was in Tampa Bay? You know what I mean? I think he's going to have one. Of the, I don't think Sean Payton gets enough credit for this. I think that he's going to benefit from having the best, one of the best play callers in the NFL with him. So you're, you're predicting a Jameis resurrection. I think he's going to do. I listen. I've been on that train all year. I know crab legs and all, but I'm and just I think saying. That, I think that Jameis is a can be a very good NFL quarterback in the right situation. And I look around the league, a lot of guys are starting to be like, Jameis is definitely better than that dude. Jameis is definitely better than that dude. You know what I mean? Look, well, I, 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 I harken back to the Bears situation often. Well, and I'm just saying. That Bears team would look completely different with Jameis playing quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, I don't think he's never had a guy like Alvin Kamara. He's never had a guy like that that can get you out of fucking trouble when you just don't have it. Right. 
you know, you got Michael Thomas out there who is out of, you know, one to 10. He's a Buckeye, so he's a three. You know, he could always be better. Uh, but no, he's really good. Led the um, NFL in catches last year, but had just injuries that he tried to battle through. He said he tried to play that game because he knew he kind of thought it was going to be Drew Brees' last game. He had no business playing. He requires multiple surgeries. Yeah. Ankle. And he's you a could gamer. tell he was just hampered. Yeah, yeah he was he's hampered. a He's a gamer. He's out there, uh, you know, to, to try to win, to try to draw some attention to him because you have to. I mean, fuck, if he's out there, you have to pay attention where he's at. Um, yeah, Breeze just, he looked horrible. It was sad. It was really um, sad. Yeah, and, and they even, did he told Jameis, like, this is your team now or something like that on the sideline. Right. Um, touched, you know, Tampa Tom. Touchdown Tommy Vardell. Is is going to another fight? Well, he's in the NFC Championship this time. Goddamn Tommy Vardell reference. Love hey, it. I'll get it in. I can do what that. What college you go to? Touchdown Tommy Vardell. Did he go to Stanford? Well, Stanford. You're right. That, what, fuck, get off me. How many touchdowns has he scored in the NFL? Um, He had the one game. He had four. I want to say one. I thought he had four. Touchdown Tommy, I believe, had one touchdown. Okay, well, I ain't arguing I could, with you over Tommy Vardell. <laughs> he, was, he was a different level of trash for the My Browns. God. Well, I'm just he, saying he was a fucking He was stud. a ninth overall pick. He was a stud coming out of fucking Stanford. And I've definitely pulled that out of my ass. Um, Tommy Vardell had, I'm sorry, he had 40, what do you have? He had 18 career touchdowns. Okay. He only had three for Cleveland. See, so I, I said four, so I was kind of – I lost His track second of year, Tommy. Second year in the league, 171 carries, 644 yards, 3.8 carry, three touchdowns. That was probably his best season in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get a touchdown Tommy Bardell reference. And fucking give me a shout-out. Give me props. Um, But, no, and I, I said it last week, the NFL needed this to happen. They needed – Josh Allen, Mahomes, or Lamar. It didn't matter, I don't think, who won the Bills game because those are the other two young, rising quarterbacks in that fucking, you know, right there right now. Yeah, I don't think the NFL wanted the Browns to win. (laughs) They did. I'm just saying. They needed uh, Mahomes there. I'm just saying. So they need – so now you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now you have fucking the Marquise mega superstar matchup you've always, you know, motherfuckers have been dying for, Aaron Rodgers and mm. Tom Brady. Well, and, we got it once this year in regular season. Yeah, and fucking uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> fucking Tampa Bay's defense. Played his worst game of his, like, his career, yeah. Yeah, and so this he's coming out angry. He might not let that be known, but he's pissed. He's going to come out fired up i think brady comes out and knows this brady's not dumb so Bra- i think brady throws for over 350 and i think fucking uh rogers to probably throws for 350 they they legitimately might throw the ball over 100 times uh combined well that's not i will say of all the teams left in the playoffs right now green bay is the most balanced 
So they don't want they don't want to throw it 50 times a game because they have Aaron Jones, they have Jamal Williams. I believe AJ Dillon's a little banged up, but they, they have they have dudes back there running the ball for them. They do, but so I mean Tampa Bay's got Fournette and Jones. They don't want Brady to do that, but I I think Green Bay jumps out on them this time. Well, I, well we'll get to that. You know what I mean? I'll just we'll let's get, get to it right now. We got this first game is Sunday next Sunday. 305. We've got a doubleheader, obviously. The first game, 305, is the Bucks at Packers. I don't know what any kind of spreads are. I haven't looked at them yet pretty, pretty early in the week. I'm sure there are spreads. In fact, uh, I know there are. You probably know them. Green Bay is, my, uh, is a minus three, and Kansas okay. City is a minus three. Okay, the first one sounds about right. So, you know, I, I've said this before. Green Bay is my pick to go to the Super Bowl, especially with home field advantage in these playoffs. i I a team from Tampa going to Green Bay. I know that I know Brady went to Michigan, played all his years in New England, but he went to Tampa to play in warm weather. Um, I don't know. To me, the most consistent, balanced offense in the playoffs is Green Bay. And factor that in with there's going to be weather. To me, I got to roll with the home team. I'm taking Green Bay. I like I like them a lot. Aaron Rodgers MVP season. He's Super Bowl bound. Mm. You know, here and here's what I think. I think that, uh, like I said, I think Green Bay gets out on them early, and I think Brady has to fucking throw that. They have to throw the ball. So I think Mike Evans, Godwin. I think Gronkowski, and that's the you know. And I think Cameron Brait is going to be an underrated you know, tool here in this game because I th- I think he has five catches or maybe more because I think Green Bay is going to pressure Tom and Tom's going to have to get the ball out quick, um, you know, and I think, like I said, I think it turns into a shootout and I think, I honestly, I think we are looking at probably 38-35 and I think, and this is just a, another veteran call by me, I think Tom Brady goes to the show in this next game. I'll tell you why. So you're picking the Bucks? Taking the Bucks. Wow. And by the way, our picks, you went 4-0. Dead even. Dead even. You went 4-0. I went 3-1. We were both sitting at 152-91. and 91. Both dead, of us, dead even. even. Wow, that's crazy. Going to the AS, going to the championship round of the playoffs, we're dead even. That's wild. Especially all I'm, the games we've picked. Right, and I'm just saying, we're not professionals or anything, but we're pretty fucking good. I'll tell you what. What else is pretty fucking good? Tom Brady making a, the conference championship game for the 14th time. That's insane. That's you know, absolute you, insanity. You know who hates Tom Brady is Drew Bledsoe. Well, he can hate all he wants. They made the right decision. They, they or, did. And the the, the the fact of that, just to give you a little perspective, the Browns haven't made a conference championship game since 1989. Mm. The um, America's team, Dallas Cowboys, oh, haven't made it so. since 1997. <laughs> don't fucking do it, don't. I mean, it's the Detroit Lions haven't made it since 1993. Mm, could be 92. 
very same. I mean, there's, I mean, you can go on and on and on with the franchises up and down in the NFL. You know, they haven't made it since here. They haven't made it since there. Tom Brady's been there 14 times. He gets to the conference championship game most of the time. I'm an Ohio State fan, and that dude went to Michigan. And I will tell you, that is the greatest quarterback to ever walk the face of the earth. Mm. That is insane. Now, too bad Michigan cost him money and made him a part-time starter when he was there. Shout out Drew Henson. My. Guy who went in the sixth round, probably should have went in the third round, maybe a little higher. I don't know. Yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time. You try to start Drew Henson. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's that's insanity to show the level of consistency. It was, and people keep saying, oh, 43 years old, he's washed, he's washed. That dude does not look washed to me. Uh-uh. He still looks like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. That is, that's a credit to him, man. I got to give respect where respect is due. That is fucking nuts. Shout him. I don't think he has enough this weekend. Rachel said this is an Aaron. She said, well, now this is an Aaron Rodgers household since the Browns lost because she, we watched the Pat McAfee show on Tuesdays and they had that Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on there. It's yeah. one of the best interviews you're ever going to see. It's hilarious. It's great. The great dynamic of the, him, of Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk, who play with Aaron Rodgers. It's just it's, it's really cool to see. And she enjoys that. But, yeah, I'm t- so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Packers. Okay. The next game is really, 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 really tough to pick because we're not 100% sure Patrick Mahomes is going to play. And that's why I think the line's three. I think at, he's, uh, they as said of he's, the time of this recording. Yeah, he's cleared uh, protocols and stuff, but they said he, but he's playing. I'll just say. Jay Glazer uh, compared it to it's not even a concussion issue. It's a, it's like he got choked out. And you've been choked out. I've been choked out. You know, that feeling. I was, and when he said, it, I was like, well, that makes the wobbly legs when he got up look. Like, it's, you know, understandable. But, you know, it's just so hard to say. So maybe we should do two picks on this game. One if Mahomes plays, one if he doesn't. Okay. Does that sound all right to you? Well, yeah, if he if he doesn't play, you know, you're taking Buffalo. Okay, so if he doesn't play, you're taking Buffalo. Yeah. No Mahomes. I'm writing no Mahomes. You're taking the Bills, and I'll take the Bills as well. And that's the that's the smart play there. Now with Mahomes, go ahead and make your pick. Oh, so I gotta go first. Now I can go first. Is, you want me to? I'll, I'll do it. Now okay. this is why this right here is why I put Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Is Patrick Mahomes beats Brady, and that is the official. Passing of the torch. I've said it for the past couple weeks. This is the culmination right here. Mahomes beats the all-time, you know, the greatest of all, and carries it into the future. Because NFL, I don't think, really fucking likes Aaron Rodgers. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I just don't think that they like that motherfucker. I just, I really, really don't. And I think they give Brady a win over him. Send him in, and then Mahomes fucking beats Brady in the Super Bowl. And they go back-to-back for the first time since the Patriots in 03-04. All right. With Mahomes, 
Yep. I'm taking the Bills. How dare you? Look at the Bills Mafia has converted you. No. I think that Mahomes is banged up. I think that we saw him. He was limited with the toe. Now, if you remember in the first half of that Browns game, remember when he hurt his toe? Yeah, but that's all playing into this, that he's a gamer. He's a warrior. My God, he's against the odds. To me, I think that Buffalo's defense has enough speed. I love their safeties and Poyer and Micah Hyde. I think they're next level. Jadavius White is an elite cornerback in the NFL. And I think the Bear, the Bills have enough on both sides of the ball to get this done. The Browns only had enough on one side of the ball. And I think that like their def- even then their offense didn't play as well as it could have. They had three points going to halftime. Not what, the, what you expect that Browns offense to do. I don't think the Bills are going to do like that. I think they're going to come out firing. I don't see anybody. Uh, Bershard Breeland was a little banged up going to that game, uh, at, at the end of that game. I think Stephon Diggs could eat. I yeah, think Josh I'd... Allen could eat. I think that Josh Allen's going to run for some long third downs. And I think that they have my only my only worry with the Bills team is that lack of running game. Yeah, I and think jo- I, I, I think that for them to win, Josh Allen might have to run the ball twelve times. Ooh, I like that. Um, I, I definitely am with you. I think Stephon Diggs will have a big day, but the the Chiefs' offense is just—they're about to shit. They're with it, so I don't think you can get into a shootout with these guys and oh. win. And that—that that was, that was my question about the running game: is like, can you keep that offense off the field when you get a lead? Right, and that's that's the thing is I don't know if they can because Josh Allen. Yeah, he can take off for some runs, but he's going to take a fucking beating if he does. But if the Bills win, like, I won't be surprised. I mean, but like, you know, like I've, we, I think we both said, until somebody runs the clock out on them motherfuckers, I, it's, you know, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I can't pick against them. Was Mahomes is 24 and one, his last 25 starts. Well, what did I say? For the Browns to be the Chiefs, one of the things I said last week that happened was the Browns have to have the ball last. Yeah. And I don't mean to prop myself up as a prophet here, but their offense didn't get back on the field. They, yeah. I, the I defense agree. didn't 100%. allow them to. So that's and that, and it's the same thing. You know, like you said, until the clock's hit zero, these boys, and that and they got like a basketball fast break offense. And Andy Reid draws up plays is like it's so frustrating to watch. I mean, you didn't watch as a Browns fan, but I did. Obviously, I'm like, how are these motherfuckers so wide open every time? <laughs> wide the fuck? Oh, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of all, one of the best tight ends of all time. Why is he wide open? You know, but that's that's scheme, that's play design. So, and Andy Reid probably the best play caller in the NFL. So it's yeah, tall task. But I like Bills Mafia. I like a Bills Packers Super Bowl. NFL wants that Chiefs and whoever comes out of the NFC Super Bowl. So we will see. And then next yeah. week we're next week we're picking a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. About picking that a Super team. Bowl. And I, that's gonna be a fun show next week. I can talk. We maybe talk about like some past Super Bowls because when I was growing up, like I was really into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was too. Absolutely. And I was, and that's for like growing up. And people ask me like, why are you a Browns fan? I was born in 1980. 
The Browns made the AFC Championship game in 85, 86, 87, and 89. So if you're going to accuse me of being a bandwagon Browns fan, that's how it happens. <laughs> so we were one game away from the Super Bowl pretty much until I was 10 years old. So that's that's how all that happened. But we can talk about that next week, obviously. Yeah. We'll talk about some playoff, some AFC championships, and we can talk about drive fumble, whatever you want. I'm an open book. You know me. But all right, next up, um, some NBA news. Okay. I just clicked off of it. Um, James Harden. We've talked about James Harden a lot. We've had a little bit of amount on this show. It's where he was. Not going to practice and basically just saying he wanted to get traded by the he wanted out of Houston and very loud about it. They knew his intentions. Da, 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 da. Well, a trade finally happened. James Harden will be joining where has joined former teammate Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when he decides to go back to the team. He's back in Brooklyn. Is he back now? Yeah, Kyrie's back. He said, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. And we got some great pieces and we just move on and I'll let my actions and the game speak for itself like I plan on doing. I just needed a pause. Wasn't that nice of him? Yeah, he said he had a lot of family and personal stuff going on, and he just wants to leave it at that. Well, you know, a guy says that, you never know. You know, I, who am I to judge? I, I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to comment on that because I don't know well, someone's life. He, he lost over more than $800,000 missing those two games. He also bought George Floyd's family a house. That's what they I've seen that. So, yeah, it's a lot going on there with him. But in the trade, it's a three-team trade. The Nets send center Jared Allen and forward Torian Prince to Cleveland and guard Karis LeVert and forward Radios Karukas, as well as three first-round picks. These are all unprotected. 2022, 2024, and 2026, and four first-round pick swaps. 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027 to Houston. The Rockets also received guard Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland, which is Milwaukee's pick. Brooklyn also acquires a 2024 second-round pick from the from the Cavs to complete the deal. And then off that deal, the Rockets sent Karis LeVert to Houston for Victor Oladipo. A lot to digest here. Uh, yeah, first and, off, and Levert's out now. He, they found a, a, a mass on his kidney. Yeah. Yeah, so that's scary. But yeah, apparently yeah. That, that trade's gone through. Um, first off, we'll talk about the Cavs. I thought the Cavs did well here. Um, picking up a young center, affordable center, and Jared Allen, and a nice piece in Torian Prince, I thought was really good, good for them. Look for them to trade Andre Drummond and probably JaVale McGee really soon. I feel like that you can get what uh, pretty close to what Allen, pretty close to what Drummond gives you out of Allen, and not have that big of a financial commitment. You know, the Cavs want to be a guard-oriented team, so they want to go Sexton, Garland, and obviously Torian Prince coming in and really pissed off Kevin Porter Jr. Apparently, poor guy. He threw food on the GM <laughs> for <laughs> giving his locker away. For giving his locker away, which is kind of like I can see why a guy's mad. He goes in and his locker's given away, but at the same time, you're a professional. You know what I mean? But w- that, that's a whole other topic. Um, the Rockets, there's a lot of draft picks involved here. I'm starting to wonder if NBA teams are starting to value the drafts a little more than what they have. 
which I always thought maybe they should have. I feel like the draft, these draft picks and trades, you just never know. All these picks are unprotected, by the way. All of them. But, you know, how, how good is Milwaukee's unprotected first-round pick going to be with Giannis there? How good are the Nets' first-round picks going to be for the next few years with those three dudes there? You know what I mean? So they're kind of late first-round picks in body. And then, yeah, I just – I don't know how the Cavs work their way into this. They got Dante Exum. They got him off, which he's an expiring contract, makes them a little more attractive. Let's talk about – um. James Harden in Brooklyn for a moment. And we haven't seen them with Kyrie yet, but I've seen Harden and Durant play together. I saw him play last night, actually. That shit is some beautiful basketball. <laughs> Somebody posted a, a meme, and it's, <laughs> it said James Harden wore a fat suit to get out of Houston. Dude, lost he, like 35 pounds instantly. Yeah, magically. And he must have been carrying a lot of water or something. I have no idea what the hell that's all about. <laughs> that's insane. Like, I mean, he has what is his first game? He has like a 30 point triple double. Yeah. Something crazy. And then almost had another one like the next night. Uh, him and Duran have always had that chemistry, even at o- in Oklahoma City. And, you know, and Kyrie can kind of just chill and distribute the ball if he wants There's to. There's the problem. And there's the problem. Yep. There there's the problem. You're asking Kyrie Irving to take what? Ten less shots? Yeah. And distribute the ball? Yeah. Not those two things I just said, neither of them have been his forte. I, and I, I can tell you from his time in Cleveland with LeBron, we won a championship with the dude. I will always have love for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. What'd you say? I said he won the champ. He scored the game winner. So he won the championship, even though one dude averaged a triple double in the series and led all players in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and shot, shots teams. taken, turnovers. He led them in all that. That's insane. Thank God That's for insane. Kyrie. Well, thank God for LeBron because that for Kyrie. Well, we can talk the whole separate conversation we can have about what the Cavs looked like before LeBron got there with Kyrie. Or what the Cavs looked like with Kevin Love when uh, LeBron was out during those during those seasons. They look good. I'm sure there's numbers you have no clue about, but I am well versed in. They looked good. They were losing every game. They they had a probably a 400 winning percentage without LeBron in the time he was in Cleveland. And I think and that's with games. that's with healthy Kyrie. That's with healthy Kevin Love. They were losing games with by three, four points. They just needed somebody to step up, and they you wouldn't. No idea what you're talking about. I don't, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, um, I'm I'm really concerned with what this Nets team is going to look like when Kyrie gets there. Just because we also know with these big threes, somebody has to take a back seat because those roles have to be divvied out. And I look for James Harden to handle the ball and Kyrie play more off the ball. So, so you think James Harden takes the the back seat? He's the best. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. James Harden's gonna have the ball in his hands. Kyrie takes the back seat. James Harden is the best playmaker of the group. He's the best passer of the group. Kyrie is top five all time ball handler. Yeah, I agree I'll give that. him that. But he's not 
he's not the passer. He's not the assist man. He's not the creator of shots for other people that James Harden is. James Harden has better basketball instincts. James Harden's also a better scorer. He's also better mm. getting to the free throw line. And Kyrie, there's 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 levels of this, and Kyrie is just one level below James Harden. Still, it's a, Kyrie, a fantastic All NBA All Star signature shoe guy. Da, 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 da. I'm He's not talking Kyrie Irving. He's a champion. He's a champion. Kevin Durant's a better. champion. He's not James better Harden than James Harden. is not a champion. James Harden didn't play with LeBron. And I don't know if that gets him a ring. This is your like this, I know this is like your whole Jordan Air attitude that like you no, just refuse. I'm not, to I'm not blaming LeBron. LeBron. I'm not bl- like, blaming LeBron. I'm blaming Harden. Harden takes fucking ten bad shots a game. He can shoot you out of a game just as in quick Houston. as he can shoot you in, in Houston. One. Yeah. In Houston. Yeah, that's all I've seen though. And that Mike D'Antoni offense. And yeah. that and that seven seconds or less offense. But He's gonna have a little I'm, more structure now. Steve Nash is his coach, different situation. And, I, and it I, could listen, work. It could work. I love James Harden's game. That he can get his shot off. James Harden can get his shot off against anybody in the world whenever he wants it. I agree with that. And that's at the bucket. That's 15 feet away. That's 25 feet away. Kevin Durant is might be the. This is really gonna. This might be, upset you. I know this is gonna upset. Uh, so, so, okay, so I'll shorten it up a little bit. Kevin Durant is one of the best individual scorers of all time. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to upset. I don't want to upset the Jordanaires here. No, the, the same way as the best at anything. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is one of. I'll say maybe the top three greatest scorers of all time. Right. Scorers. So you have James Harden, one of the best playmakers in the NBA. Probably in NBA history. Look at his numbers, his assist numbers, what he can do with the ball, where he can get. I think him being left-handed plays into that. I agree with it, that. It's he played when James Harden plays right. It's a beautiful brand of last basketball. Yeah, I when he's got away from that the last couple of years in Houston. I think that he's going to have stability in Brooklyn. I think Steve Nash, hopefully, can be the, the stable force, the, the kind of the head of the snake there. To kind of drive things and navigate those three players, but Kyrie's going to be the one to have to find his role. And that, and that's what I was getting at. Is, and I don't know, know if Kyrie Irving's going to be happy with sitting in a corner waiting for somebody to kick it out to him. Right, but that takes a lot of pressure off of him too, though. But does he? No, no, he no, 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 no. Does it? That, now let me. Now I know I'm buttoning it again. I'm talking a lot. Didn't seem to take lo- pressure off Kevin Love. Didn't seem to take pressure off Chris Bosh. In fact, when things went bad, who did people blame? Kyrie. They blame Kevin Love. They blame Chris Bosh. When you get these three-headed monsters, that's what happens. I feel like Golden State was different because Draymond had a role. Clay Thompson had a role. It was just kind of finding the way for Steph and KD to play with each other, right? Yep. And basically, as great as Steph is, he's not KD. So they eventually learned to defer to KD. Yeah, and that's like I said. I honestly, right now in the game, a lot, like right now, KD is the best scorer in yeah. the league. He yeah. he can fucking score on anybody when he yeah. wants to, mm-hmm. and that's just facts. You're like, 
nobody's going to be hurt. No Jordan people's going to be hurt by that. The motherfucker can... He is a better, absolute fucking better shooter than Jordan. Okay. Is Kevin Durant the best scorer of all time? He's up there. I, I mean, I'd have to sit and think about it. But for... Because when I said that earlier, you said, ooh, as soon as I started saying it. Yeah, because I was saying... Because he's what? Because you're Jordan Air... Because your no. Jordan Air fandom won't let you just concede that right away. No, I'm saying you would have to sit and think about that because there's a lot of fucking... I, said I have thought about three. that a lot. He's top I'm, three, I just... I said, of all time. And, I mean, jo- is Jordan in there as a scorer? Yeah, I think so. Because he's a bad... He's a bad motherfucker. But KD has better range. So KD can, you know... KD can score more ways, I guess, is what I'm saying. He can get to the, but Jordan going to the rim, I think, is better than KD. But so if I, you're spotting feel, up feel, and shit, KD will kill you. I feel like CJ McCollum said it best. You don't stop Kevin Durant. Sometimes he just happens to miss. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. The most, he can fucking score. Like, that's what, when these cats go to like, you know, and I love when the NBA guys like go to Rucker Park and things like that and let these the street ballers fucking play with them and really see like I do, I do this shit. This is why I do this. And KD mm-hmm. dropped fucking like 50 or 60 on them. And Kobe you know and Rucker I mean? dropping like 80. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like those dudes are that confident in their game that I, I do, do this. This is what I fucking do. And I, well, I'm 100% with you. KD's, uh, he's there. If, if he's not, he's, like I said, he's in the top three. I'm to excited me. that when football's over, which I'm not excited for football to be over because I, I love it. But as we get into more like NBA talk, more of these debates are going to happen. And That's right. I, I, I definitely want to bring in like other people, a fan of the other team, like um, Ray from SoCal being a Lakers fan and kind of a new age LeBron fan. Would oh. have, I would be curious to see his takes. Uh, Under the Knife Deontay, uh, Mike the Cleaner, all our NBA fans out there, you know, check out. Also, check out our NBA FanDuel. Let's get that going. It's only two dollar buy-in. I don't want to play for free anymore. I sat down to, I believe, ten or eleven people. Let's get that filled up. We gotta have eighty percent for us to for it to pay out. So let's get that going. Who? Uh, how old is Ray? Uh, he's younger than us, dog. I believe he's around thirty. Yeah, see, so he he don't know nothing about these, but he, he don't know it. nothing about Mookie Blaylock. No, he don't. If he if you don't know Mookie Blaylock, and fucking uh, who was uh, Eddie Curry and guys like that, Eddie Jones, you ain't like man. I don't even know. If you I just picked like the three most random names you could ever. Where did Eddie Jones go to college, by the way? Eddie Jones, Sleepy Temple. Got a boy. Oh, you better. But I quit. will tell you. Ray has seen six NBA championships in his fucking life for his team. I've seen six for the Bulls. <laughs> Always the Bulls. Always Jordan. I, I like the I, 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 like I, the I can't wait so we can have a current NBA talk without you talking about Michael Jordan. I don't need to talk about Mike. But you do. Because you keep bringing up fucking bum-ass LeBron. Talking about he's the greatest. So why would I didn't even talk about LeBron being the greatest? I could tell it, it was your voice. You wanted. It to just say. shows you how like what 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 do assholes from Baltimore say rent free? Oh I believe that God. LeBron lives rent free in your mind because anytime I mention LeBron, you just instantly just curl up and bring up Jordan. 
Because I'm, like, I'm, I have nothing. So nothing about what that. I said about the Cavs championship in 2016 literally had anything to do with Michael Jordan, other mm. than you Jordanaires just cannot find it in yourselves to give somebody else credit because he's such in your mind a threat to Michael no, Jordan's legacy, and you he's can't never handle a threat. that. Yeah, that dude is never a threat. You, I, you, I resent the fact that you think like it was almost like you act like you were in Cleveland when they won. I was in Cleveland when they won. Oh, that's right. See how I, I can, brought that shit up? I can I'm give like, you a whole. I want to do a whole LeBron episode one day. No. We'll do a Jordan episode, too. Because, listen, contrary to what you might think, I'm a fan of both dudes. I know. I'm a fan. And to me, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. I don't understand why you mentioned one dude that somebody has to bring up the other dude. That just goes to show you where they are on on, on the mountain, to me. They are. They're up there. I agree. I think LeBron, like I said, what I say the one time, right? he's right behind... uh, we're just every fucking show. Anytime I mention LeBron James, you're just I mean, instantly your asshole is just gonna tighten up, and you're gonna mention or somehow discredit the third leading scorer of all time, the guy that's been in all those NBA championships, the guy with all those finals, the most durable player in NBA history. They ain't durable as the uh, world be free. Now, that's fucking. Bullshit. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. World be free. Played for the Cavs. You know, a guy who's saying. never cheated on his wife. A guy who's never had a ga- guy who never had to take a break from the NBA for, because of his gambling. A, oh, a guy no. who never built prisons. A guy oh, who never had money on games he played in. A, I'm gonna go on and on and on and on and on. A guy who never about talked Pete about Rose? like Republicans buy shoes too. I can go on and on and on if you want to go down that rabbit hole one day, and we will, but not right now. We're Are gonna tease that for episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about Jordan. You're talking about Pete Rose. <laughs> oh man! All right, last thing I want to talk about really quick here. We missed it last week because I was so hyped up about the Browns winning that I forgot to talk about the sadness of my life, which was the Cleveland Indians trading Francisco Lindor. Mm. This was an absolute killer for me. Um, yeah, they traded Lindor and Carrasco. They traded Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor to the Mets for Josh Wolf, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, and Isaiah Green. This was absolute robbery. Um, this is one of the saddest days in Cleveland baseball team's history for me. Um, Francisco Lindor was an absolute game changer. He's a franchise player. He's a cornerstone piece. He's you give all the money to him. He's he contributes to your whole winning culture. He solidifies your infield. You want to be strong. He's everything. He's everything you want in a shortstop. He's the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. In fact, the Indians gave him away for probably sixty cents on the dollar. Is sickening to me. The fact that we have a payroll that is now below what Mike Trout Mike Trout makes on an annual basis is sickening. Yeah, I was to me. gonna say it was one hundred thirty four million, and now it's. Uh... Right around 50? It's below that. It's like 30. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking insane. And also, your ownership is the fourth richest ownership in Major League Baseball. They pretty much view the Cleveland baseball team as a business and not as a team. They don't have to to, uh, cater to any kind of fan base. They've told this fan base, when asked about Lindor, the Indians owner, or I'm sorry, Cleveland baseball team's owner, uh, Mr. Dolan said, enjoy him while he's here. 
And by the way, if I slip up and say Indians a few times, forgive me. I'm trying to work it out of the vernacular. It's, I've been calling him that for 40 years. Now I got to suddenly stop. It's just, it's different. I'm going to do it. I understand the name change. Not upset about it. Not one of those people. Yeah, but they're still the Cleveland Indians. They will on, be, but I'm going to stop on ESPN. You know. But, but yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, it's almost like the NBA. You know, when you when you make a trade like this of a franchise guy, you have got to somehow get a return. Indians did not get a return. It's very disheartening. Now the Indians, or I'm sorry, fuck, I just keep going. Cleveland baseball team, a team that has been at the top of the AL Central for many years now, is now probably fighting to be a 500 baseball club. Yeah, the last couple years, I mean, hell, they've gotten rid of Bauer, Lindor. I mean. Kluber. Yeah. Clevenger. Yeah, I mean. Santana's walking. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Like, are they just trying to get they're out thinking of with money. They're thinking with money. They're thinking with the bank account. Yeah. Dollars and cents. Man, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, you were fucking your fan base. You're, you know, I mean, these guys are talented. And think about like if Lindor uh, hits the free agent market next year. They're going to extend him. I mean, he, yeah, but he sets the price. I mean, he sets the price for all these yeah. other shortstops. So yeah. now these guys are going to want fucking big bank. And as Cleveland saying, oh, you know, they want another star at shortstop. You go, you're going to have to pay now even more. So Base, baseball trades are so hard because you're banking on prospects. Yep. And you don't know what these guys are going to be when they get to the league. You don't know if these guys can hit major league pitching. You, you, just, you just don't know until they get there. You think you know, but you just don't. And the fact that, I mean, for instance, I don't know who the Mets' top prospect is. I know that we didn't only got, like, we didn't get their top-tier prospects. Francisco Lindor should net you top prospects. So I, I, it's it's a frustrating deal. Uh, Francisco Lindor, they were kind of floundering a little bit around 500 until they called him up from Columbus, and instantly, instantly they started winning. So it's... To trade one of your cornerstone pieces like that, a guy who developed, a guy who I watched play in Triple A, it's it's very disheartening, very disheartening. And I, I'll be invested in the Cleveland baseball team like I am every year, but I'm not going to live and die with it. If the ownership isn't committed, why the fuck should I, be, I commit? That's, yeah, that's, that's what the fans I think are that's going to be. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fans' opinion. Um, is that? I mean. And like you said, you you think about these prospects and these guys panning out, and it wasn't didn't like Mike Trout and like uh, who's it Mark Trumbo those type guys come in at the same time. Well, Mark Trumbo is a little older. Yeah, but it was like he kind of fell off, and Mike yeah. Trout blew up. You know what I mean? And Trumbo had huge fucking you know hype behind him at the time. Had some big home run years. Yeah, and you know, fell off. And that's what, you know, I get what you're saying. I mean, I'm not nowhere near, a, you know, a big as baseball guy as you are, but I mean, I know some shit, you know, I know. You, a little but bit. when you make a trade in major league baseball, you don't hundred percent know what you're getting back in return. Right. Unlike the NBA. I mean, other than draft picks and shit, but when there's players involved, like names involved, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know, with major league baseball, you just don't. I don't know what Josh Wolf is going to do in the league. I don't know what Amadi Rosario is going to do in the league. I don't know what Andres Jimenez is going to do in the league. 
What about Isaiah Green? I don't know what Isaiah Green is going to do in the league. <laughs> so it's, He's a it's it's frustrating. Uh, I know the Mets, I know their GM got fired today for sending dick pics to a reporter, which is insane. What was that, four or five years ago? Still. No, no, just the story was fucking yeah. insane. Is he kept, she didn't even, she left him on red, wouldn't even respond, and this motherfucker still was texting her. Still sending them. And then sent dick dudes, pics. Man. And she was like, uh, and she didn't, she wasn't even like mad about it or whatever. She was like, yeah, that's completely inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. And like, and then he apologized or whatever then. And then the shit got out, whatever. But like, him and Brett Favre, bro. Like, what the fuck? I know. It just that's the kind of shit that I mean, you probably relate to. This. It makes me scared to have a daughter. Like, I see how these like dudes in their thirties like lust after these like early twenty year old wrestlers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's just it's fucking sad. It's dudes, guys, listen. This is four year old married Eric. Be better. Be fucking better. Let's quit objectifying these women. Let's quit thinking they want to fucking see our meat. They don't want to see your meat, guys. They don't. Yeah, when when I say meat outline, I'm just joking. I'm they don't want. They don't actually want to see a picture of your meat. Right. <laughs> if they want to see a picture of your meat, they will let you know. Yeah, so that's guys, true. The only thing I can tell you is just be re- be aware. But yeah, if you don't I... see signs, you don't whip out meat. You don't send pictures of meat. You don't talk about your meat. Yeah, they. And this is 38-year-old single, uh, Barry talking to you. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Because, and also, because listen, they, they will send that shit out to their friends, too, and then you're embarrassed by and for, with all the women. And I could, go on a whole tan- I could go on a whole tangent of, like, 36, 37-year-old wrestling fans, dudes, don't dusty do as it. fuck. Don't do dusty it. as fuck. <laughs> I'll learn it, like... <laughs> 20 trying to holler at like 24 year old like wrestlers on twitter and independent like they don't give a fuck about you dude you're just making yourself look bad and you're embarrassing your family all right you got anything else this week uh no fire marshal bill i don't (laughs) (laughs) set that shit on fire brother no uh i again thank everybody for listening uh had a great i love these shows man these are it's fun when we get to talk, you know, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, everything. Like we, this is pretty much like this is encompasses who we are as, you know, individuals or whatever. Um, and it's it's absolute blast, and you know we have fun and debate and argue and all that, and it's fun. So uh, I definitely enjoy it. You can follow me on Twitter at bfrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. Check out DoingTheFavor.com. All our past podcasts, links to merch, articles, all that stuff. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a little, like, got a little uh, gassy there. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that listens to us, supports us. We're going to do more sports shows. We're going to branch out more. Uh, there's talks of a couple shows kind of like in the very early stages of ideas we want to do me and Barry want to do debate shows. We're going to do live video. We have a lot of ideas we want to do. So excited to have everybody along for the ride. Thank you guys all so much for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And again, thank you guys. Good night and God bless. Peace.
it goes one, two, three into the four. Erica Berry, you're up with ETF, and that's for sure. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the years to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.